You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Scary Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we return to the town of Haddonfield for the final time with Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. What are you going to do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming. He killed my daughter. But tonight, I will kill him. Maybe the only way he can die is if I die too. It all ends now. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in this final installment of the trilogy, written by the team of Paul Brad Logan, Chris Bernier, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green, and directed by David Gordon Green. Halloween Ends stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie, Andy Matichuk as Allison, James Jude Courtney as The Shape, Rohan Campbell as Corey, Will Patton as Frank, and features Jesse C. Boyd, Michael Barbieri, Destiny Moan, Joey Harris, Martine, Joanne Barron, and Rick Moose. 2018's Halloween revived the series. It added a human element to Michael Myers and gave substance to Jamie Lee Curtis's final girl. It was announced shortly after Halloween's success that the team would wrap up the franchise with a trilogy. And after a phenomenal first entry, Halloween Kills was released to a pretty poor reception. But this is the final chapter. This is the end of the line for The Shape and for Laurie Strode. And the story for Halloween Ends isn't terrible. It certainly wasn't what I expected, which could either be a good thing or or a bad thing, depending on how you're looking at it. The inclusion of the Corey character adds an interesting layer in the slasher film dynamic, but it never really gets its momentum. To me, it felt like they needed to add a new level of fear after showing Michael Myers as such a frail old man. Acting-wise, expect horror-level acting. Some of the actors are amazing, like Jamie Lee Curtis and Will Patton, while others are nowhere near as good. As a slasher movie in the Halloween series, there isn't a ton of action, but it's not a quiet movie either. In fact, it does start with a real bang before tapering off near the end. Overall, Halloween Ends is not a good movie. It's not bad, but it's not good. It gives a satisfying conclusion to a long-standing incredible film franchise, but in 111 minutes, there's nothing to truly write home about. It's a movie, and it does exist, and it will get watched by anybody that's already invested in the series. Am I upset that I watched it? No. Am I happy? Meh. I give Halloween Ends a C+. Well, the spooky season is upon us, and Nick and the team over at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with another spooky trailer. This week, we saw the release of the trailer for the upcoming Blumhouse film, Megan. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out, yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. (gasps) Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. (laughs) 
Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by brilliant toy company roboticist Gemma, Megan can listen and watch and learn as she becomes a friend and teacher, playmate and protector for the child she is bonded to. When Gemma suddenly becomes the caretaker of her orphaned eight-year-old niece, Katie, Gemma's unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to pair her with a Megan prototype, with Katie in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. Megan comes from James Wan, the producer of Annabelle, as well as Blumhouse, and will release on January 13th of 2023. In the world of shifting release dates, it was announced by Marvel this past week that Blade, whose production was just put on pause while Marvel recruits a new director, has been officially pushed back to September 6th of 2024. Deadpool 3 has shifted from September 6th, 2024 to November 8th of 2024, while Fantastic Four has shifted to February 14th of 2025. With all this shift, it was inevitable that Avengers Secret Wars will now be pushed to 2026. Following Marvel's changes, Warner Brothers jumped at the opportunity and have announced that Dune Part 2 will release now on November 3rd, 2023, two weeks earlier than it was originally supposed to release. Dune Part 2 will explore the mythic journey of Paul Atreides as he unites with Chani and the Freeman while on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the unknown universe, he endeavors to prevent a terrible future only he can foresee. Desert power. This is only the beginning. Over in casting, Deadline is reporting that Paramount Pictures is moving forward with a new Naked Gun reboot from director Akiva Schaefer of The Lonely Island, and that Liam Neeson is in negotiations to star. That's my policy. Yes, well, when I see five weirdos dressed in togas stabbing a guy in the middle of the park in full view of 100 people, I shoot the bastards. That's my policy. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but it's rumored right now that Liam Neeson may be playing the son of Frank Durbin, the character played by Leslie Nielsen, in the original Naked Gun movies. Neeson first addressed the possibility of starring in a Naked Gun reboot nearly two years ago, saying that he had been approached by Seth MacFarlane and Paramount Studios to maybe resurrect the Naked Gun films. He joked at the time that this would either finish his career or bring it in another direction. Let's roll! It was announced this past weekend that Transformers Rise of the Beasts has two more characters to add to their list of voices. Deadline is reporting that Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson have both been cast to voice characters in the upcoming film. Pete Davidson is voicing Mirage, while Michelle Yeoh is voicing Air Razor. The Transformers in this film will be robot tribes known as the Maximals and the Terrorcons, which are a different breed than the Autobots and Decepticons. Deadline also reported that Whoopi Goldberg is set to reprise her role as Sister Mary Clarence in the upcoming Sister Act 3. I believe I'd like to see that. Go ahead, sister. Make them sing. Well, on a recent episode of Hell of a Week, hosted by Charlemagne the God, Whoopi Goldberg spoke about the new ensemble that she'd like to assemble for this entry. She said, quote, I want everybody. I want as many people who want to have some fun because I really desperately need to have some fun. Some of the names that she dropped for their cast wish list include Lizzo, Kiki Palmer, and Nicki Minaj. Goldberg will be producing the film along with comic actor, writer, producer, and director Tyler Perry, best known for his Medea character. Dungeons and Dragons continues to be a hot commodity in the land 
land of Hollywood, as it's now been announced that Joe Manganiello, the official Dungeons & Dragons ambassador, is now co-directing a Dungeons & Dragons documentary brought to you by Hasbro and E1. This project is the definitive documentary feature about the world's greatest role-playing game and is timed for the Classics RPG's 50th anniversary in 2024. In addition to being behind the camera with the other features director Kyle Newman, Manganiello will also produce alongside his brother Nick Manganiello, Anthony Savini, and Cecily Taylor. Manganiello's documentary will pull from over 400 hours of archived, never-before-seen D&D footage. The materials range from the game's creative origins to interviews with fans and celebrities. The Manganiello brothers have spent countless hours securing the exclusive rights to the archived footage and promise fans that they will not be disappointed by what they've acquired. In the rumor mill, it's announced last week that Harrison Ford was up for the role of General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but nothing official had been stated. While the rumor is now that Ford has actually been cast in the role and that his first appearance is expected to take place in Captain America New World Order. Again, we're still talking about a rumor. Also in the rumor mill, John Carpenter is continuing to tell companies and anybody who will listen that he would love to direct a film adaptation of the video game Dead Space. A Dead Space movie was in development nine years ago, but nothing came of it. During a recent interview with AV Club's William Hughes, Carpenter was asked if he had ever thought about making a video game movie. He replied, quote, the only one I can think of, and I've mentioned it before, is Dead Space. That would make a real great movie. I could do that. Dead Space follows a massive mining ship, the US G. Ishimura, that comes in contact with a mysterious alien artifact on a distant planet and suddenly loses its communications with Earth. Engineer Isaac Clark is sent to repair the Ishimura's communications, but arrives to find a floating vessel that has become a complete bloodbath. The crew is mutilated and infected with an ancient alien scourge, and Clark's repair mission is transformed to one of survival as he flights to save himself and return the artifact to the planet at any cost. While out promoting his upcoming project, The Whale, Brendan Fraser was asked about any roles that he'd be willing to return to, specifically the mummy. Fraser responded, quote, I don't know how it would work, but I'd be open to it if someone came up with the right concept. When asked about the Tom Cruise mummy film, Fraser said, quote, it's hard to make that movie. The ingredient that we had going for our mummy, which I didn't see in that film, was fun. That was what was lacking in that incarnation. It was too much of a straight-ahead horror movie. The mummy should be a thrill ride, but not terrifying and scary. I know how difficult it is to pull off. I tried to do it three times. Moving into the small screen, actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney have just wrapped up their documentary series Welcome to Wrexham, and while promoting the series, Reynolds and McElhaney were asked about Always Sunny in Philadelphia, specifically why Ryan Reynolds has yet to show up. Reynolds said, quote, I'm personally offended that I've never been asked, to which McElhaney responded, well, it can be arranged. Mac needs a boyfriend, with Reynolds replying, great, let's do it. While it was hinted at for a number of seasons, Rob McElhaney's Mac character was revealed to be gay in season 11, finally coming out to his father in the season 13 finale, Mac Finds His Pride. And finally, we end on a couple pieces of sad news. The children children of Dame Angela Lansbury have had to announce that their mother has passed away at the age of 96, just five days shy of her 97th birthday. According to the announcement, Lansbury died peacefully in her sleep at her home in Los Angeles at 1.30am Tuesday, October 11th of 2022. Lansbury is best known for her 12-season, 264-episode run as author crime solver Jessica Fletcher on the mystery series Murder, She Wrote. It was also announced this past weekend that Robbie Coltrane, star of the Harry Potter series and playing the character Hagrid, 
has died at the age of 72. While a number of actors have paid tribute to the man, Daniel Radcliffe said it best. Quote, Robbie was one of the funniest people I've met and used to keep us laughing constantly as kids on the set. I've especially fond memories of him keeping our spirits up on Prisoner of Azkaban when we were all hiding from the torrential rain for hours in Hagrid's hut and he was telling stories and cracking jokes to keep morale up. I feel incredibly lucky that I got to meet and work with him and it's very sad that he's passed away. He was an incredible actor and a lovely man. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, you're just a man in a Halloween mask. What are you going to do now? Now?